1: What's going on, everybody? Can you believe it is the first day of May in the year 2022? That's unbelievable. Black Sabbath's Neon Nights, 42 years ago, back on April the 25th, this album was released The first time Black Sabbath and Ronnie James Dio got together. Uh, what an epic album, Heaven and Hell. Uh, it is amazing. It is a, it is a uh, an album that I still listen to. Yes, I call them albums. Uh, that I still listen to today. Um, it is just a tour de force. It sort of reinvigorated Black Sabbath. Ozzy, of course, would later come back to the band. Um, but this album and then their follow-up mob rules, which is okay. It's not great. But... Um, Heaven and Hell is just one of those metal albums that you put on and you have to listen to from beginning to end. Neon Knights, the first track off of that album. Uh, we'll sprinkle in some other stuff from uh, from Heaven and Hell during the course of the program. We've got a great show for you, a guest that's going to join me a little bit later this hour. Uh, we've got news and notes to get to, but first, how can you follow me? Very easily on Twitter, at Al Gatulo, Instagram at double T www.facebook.com Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beercast via email, Albert G at NYC iTunes Google Podcasts, you just do a search for AG Craft Beercast. You can find them there. Uh, Odyssey as well, Alexa Ready. Um, and you know, if you have Amazon, you can listen, you can download and listen to any of the shows, including on iHeartRadio as well, which is really cool. You just do a search, AG Craft Beercast, boom, and you get to listen to the program whenever you feel like it. Also, we're on the hopped up network. HoppedUpNetwork.com. You head over there, and uh, you can listen to the podcast version of this program, which is on, uh, which is up usually a couple minutes after the show ends, uh, a little after midnight, uh, Eastern Time on Monday mornings. No guests on the program tonight. Another news-filled edition of the Gatulo Craft Beer Cast. Uh, we we're going to have a ton of stuff, and plus, probably in the third segment, I'll weigh in with my opinion about something. But we'll talk more about the beer dinner that we're having at Paragon Tap and Table. Uh, And some other stuff as well, which reminds me, I have been planning um, a solo vacation for quite some time, and it looks like I'm going to be heading very far south. I'm I'm leaning towards sort of Key West in the Keys somewhere. I don't know exactly where. I don't know if it's going to be Key West or if it's going to be, you know, maybe a little island outside of Key West or whatever. Um, But I have to make a trip to Colorado at some point. Um, There's such a great beer scene there. Um, There's so much to do there. Uh, and I definitely have to check out the area. I've got to devote maybe three or four days to just flying out, do like a Thursday kind of Sunday kind of thing, or maybe a Thursday, Monday, flyback Monday or something. I don't know, but I have to do something uh, very soon. I got a lot of vacation time and I need to take it, uh, where I can because, uh, you know, I need a vacation. <laughs> Plain and simple. And not just being at a brewery. The, the solo vacation that I'm taking, the plan is to, um, To relax, put my toes in the sand, and not be bothered by anybody for a couple of days. That means turning the phone off and everything else, and uh, very limited contact with people, and I kind of like it that way. Anyway, let us dive into a lot of news and notes here. Uh, We also, uh, we unveiled it earlier in the week, but we'll talk a little bit more about the uh, beer dinner at Paragon Tap and Table with the New Jersey Brewery with Twin Elephant Brewing, which is going to join us at the dinner. It's going to be really cool. Uh, first up, Wayland Brewing Company announced a summer 2020, uh, 2022 opening, easy for me to say, in Orchard Park, New York. Of course, that's where the Buffalo Bills play. The business will feature a brewery, restaurant, and bar with seating for approximately 125 guests, as well as a contemporary event hall capable of accommodating large weddings and events. Uh plan's also called for a shaded courtyard with fire pits and comfortable seating. The brewery is going to maintain several longstanding community traditions, of course, with bocce tournaments on their regulation-sized court and a weekly bingo night. The restaurant will serve a menu inspired by Belgian and German beer culture, featuring like light snacks, a variety of house-made sausages and Belgian frites. The 20 barrel brewery produces a rotating range of thoughtful beers to pair with the menu, bright hoppy ales, classic European lagers among others. In addition to traditional beer styles, the brewery is going to produce specialties such as mixed fermentation and barrel-aged beers. Uh, the beer will primarily be offered on draft, limited quantities available in cans to go, and at select local establishments and retailers. Um, the partners behind Whalen Brewing Company include Chef Brad Rowell and Karen uh, du- uh, Dujanovich. They're behind the restaurants, the Grange Community uh, Kitchen in Hamburg, New York, West Rose in Ellicottville, uh, New York, the Grange Outpost in Orchard Park, New York, so they're all over the western part of the state. Um, they have select. They have teamed up with brewer PJ Dunn, formerly of Thin Man Brewery, and Thomas Bestpitch of Prodigy Surgical uh, to handle the brewing portion of it. The uh, business is located at 3740 North Buffalo Street in the town of Orchard Park. Um, again, uh, the uh, going to have 17,000 square feet here. Ample parking available on site and nearby. They're planning to open on August. Uh, of this year, Wayland Brewing Company can be found on Instagram and Facebook for those of you who uh, are interested, and up in the Buffalo area, which is pretty cool. Workhorse Brewing Company thrilled to announce their Philadelphia tap room is reopened. They're located at 2401 Walnut Street. Tap room is going to offer draft beer, beer to go, as well as live music on certain nights. Their second tap room, now known as Workhorse Brewing SRT, due to its proximity to the uh, Schuylkill River Trail, they shut down operations. Uh, two years ago due to the pandemic, but they, they felt that it was time to open the draft lines again and bring the workhorse, workhorse brewing taproom experience closer to their Philadelphia drinkers. Uh, excited to be continuing their partnership with Spread Bagelry and Cosette Pizza, who will be providing our guests with great food options while they sip on their favorite workhorse brews. That from Steph Siciliano. Uh, she's the brand manager there. The new tap room, a gorgeous outside patio overlooking the Schuylkill River, uh, 30th Street Station, and parts of the Philadelphia skyline. Walkers, runners, and bikers on the trail can easily get to the tap room from the 24th Street steps to grab a pint or two. They're going to be open from Wednesday to Friday, 4 p.m. to 9 p.m., Saturday and Sunday, from noon to 9 p.m. Space is also available to be booked for happy hours and private parties. Uh, ska Brewing uh, in uh, Colorado, Durango, Colorado. Uh, as uh, a new beer that is uh, just debuted in cans, It's called Checkered Future IPA. It is, um, it's basically it's a, it, it's a take on a West Coast IPA, giving you that West Coast style with some different hops in there. Uh, Joshua Bernstein, who we've had on the program uh, many times, uh, says it is a trending beer. Um, and basically they just wanted to, uh, they, the uh, co-founder Dave Thibodeau said, we chose very specific hop varietals, uh, for their myriad of hop aroma components that showcase particularly well with these newer hopping techniques, which has allowed us to create a relatively clear IPA with bright, juicy, tropical fruit aromas, yet with a bit of that classic West Coast-style, citrusy, piney, perceived bitterness we've been missing in the hazy era. And I would agree. Obviously, a lot of people went away from the West Coast IPA, but there is such a, a, an allure to that bitter, pungent, piney kind of uh, bite to it. I like that. A lot of people don't. I like it. It's the reason why I got into beer. Uh, this is uh, going to be joining their year-round lineup of cans. Will be available across all of Ska's markets. Uh, Ska com for more info on those beers. And then finally, Creature Comforts Brewing. They're celebrating eight years since opening their doors this spring is going to host its eight-year anniversary uh, this week, May 7th, at its Snow Tire tap Room in downtown Athens, Georgia, featuring special beers, live music, and an open-air market. The celebration includes a ticketed VIP session from noon to 1, general admission from 1 to 10 p.m. The brewery will have a special beer list for the occasion, including new offerings. We'll announce beer updates on social media leading up to the event, so you need to follow them to catch what they're going to be releasing they're going to have uh they're going to have local arts and goods there that you can buy from get at the get artistic spring artist market from noon to 6 live music starts at 1 uh for more information of course and to get your tickets just go to creaturecomfortsbeer.com now before we go uh, to a break here just wanted to talk very briefly about the beer dinner we're having Thursday June 16th Paragon Tap and Table uh, it is going to be myself. It is going to be uh, Twin Elephant Brewing. Just found that out um, uh, last week, uh, who we're having on uh, you know, the, the brewery. Four courses. We haven't set a price point yet. Um, think somewhere in the vicinity uh, of $75. It's probably going to be around something like that. But again, you get, you get your food, you get your beer. Uh, that does not include tax and gratuity. So it's everything included for the one price, less your tax and tip. Uh, if you want to join uh, if you want to join me and I encourage you to do so thursday june sixteenth it 's going to be a limited event i think we 're limiting it to 20, uh, 20 seats so it 's going to sell out thursday june sixteenth seven p m chef juan's going to do an amazing job with the menu. twin elephant brewing is going to bring some some kick butt beers it 's going to be fantastic it 'll match up wonderfully with the cuisine you 'll get a chance to chat with me get a chance to chat with the brewers you 'll get a chance to chat with chef juan um, it 's going to be great so to reserve a spot. That's 732-931-1776. ParagonNJ.com is the website for more information about the restaurant. But if you want to reserve a spot, um, 732-931-1776 is the phone number for Paragon Tap and Table. Tell them you want to uh, reserve a spot for the beer dinner. They'll take down your... uh, Credit card information. They're not going to charge you, but they'll take down your information. They'll charge you the night of the uh, event. Again, Thursday, June 16th, 7 p.m., couple hours, beer, great food, great conversation. We're going to have a, pl- a blast. 77 Central Avenue, Clark, New Jersey. That's where Paragon Tap and Table is conveniently located. Now, when we come back after a short break, more news and notes from around the beer world. This is the Alga Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. <laughs> Welcome back to the algachulo Tulo Craft Beer cast on AM 970 The Answer. A little little uh, live from their Throwing Copper album and all over you. Did you know, 28 years ago this past week, this album came out in 1994. Man, I remember where I was. 24 years old. I had already seen live uh, already at the Stone Pony when Mental Jewelry came out. And this album kind of put them on the map. It was a slow build to get them there. But once it did, because it was right at the height of... Uh, the alternative music phase, the grunge phase on radio. And once a couple of those tracks uh, really started to take off, uh, this band took off. And uh, got to see the 25th anniversary of the show a couple of years ago with Bush, and that was awesome. Uh, But got to tell you, what a great album from beginning to end. There's a lot of great songs. So on our next break, we'll play something again from live, and then we'll get back to the Black Sabbath. Uh, at the end of the program, you can follow me very easily on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G A T T, U Facebook.com slash A G Craft Beercast. email at Albert G and uh, iTunes, Google Podcasts, uh, or Odyssey or uh, iHeartRadio. Just do a search for A G Craft Beer Lexa Ready as well, do the same search. Radio dot, um, The Hopped Up Network, uh, which of course. You head over to the Hopped Up Network, not only can you listen to my show, but you can listen to a plethora of other shows as well. No guests on the program this week, a lot more news to get to, so let's dive right into it. Society Brewing, if you haven't been there uh, at uh, Kearney Mesa in, out in San Diego, uh, make it a point to get to Society. Uh, I plan on making a stop there uh, when I'm out in San Diego in November uh, for uh, San Diego Beer Week, but what's really cool They've been in business for eight years, and now society is building out another place, which is really, really cool. We got the info from San Diego Beer News. They are going to be opening um, the 2400 block of San Diego Avenue between the Old Town Model Railroad and Churchill Cigar Lounge. Uh, It's a pair of separate spaces. It'll be merged into a single unit. The tasting room will come in at around 2,800 square feet with an additional 380 square feet of outdoor patio space. Build out is expected to take a little bit of time. It probably won't be open until next spring, but they're looking to do some pop up places uh, in the um, in the area itself. So um, it's it's going to be really cool. There'll be some snacks there and all kinds of good things. It'll be located at twenty four fifteen San Diego Avenue in Old Town. Old Town's a great area of San Diego. The food there is great, but there is, I don't think there is a a brewery per se there. And there might be some pop ups and stuff, but I don't think that there's an actual brewery in the area. And Society has done a great job. They, um, Their production from 2019 to 2021 reached 13,500 barrels last year. They're on pace to hit 20,000 for this year. So Society is growing in leaps and bounds. And they have spread out very slowly only in the last couple of years. And I think part of that is because of the pandemic that they've pushed out more to get more beer out there. And I'm telling you, they do a phenomenal job. I cannot wait. Uh, I think... Something will be open when I go out there in November. If it is, have to visit it. But to visit the loca- their original location, it's awesome. It's a really cool little spot. There's always a food truck there. Great time. And their beers are absolutely spot on. So kudos to the guys at Society. That's great news. Um, and cannot wait to be out in San Diego in November to check that out. Um, from Vermont, so this is a program uh, where, you know, you know how you, when you get... Um, Four packs or six packs of beers in can carriers, and you don't know what to do with them. So, they are really not recyclable in your recycling pails. But um, ecofriendlybeer.com founder Rob Vandibili, uh came up with an idea to recycle these things. He figured out a way to get these uh, can rings recycled. A lot of um, a lot of breweries now are going to this um, recyclable packaging that breaks down. Um, but a lot of the plastic ones, what do you do? So at Wet Ticket Brewing. If you have black ones, Tim will take them back. Um, he sterilizes them and then reuses them. Um, but a lot of places now are accepting, um, you know, the the can rings so that they can, or the can carriers, so that they can reuse them. And they'll give you, you know, what I think they should do is they should give you a credit. Uh, maybe a nickel off a beer, 10 cents off a beer or something like that. Probably in New Jersey, of course, because the rules are so restrictive they can't, but in other places they should. However, uh, in Vermont... They started a two-month pilot program in Metro Burlington late last year, and it's going to now expand throughout Vermont. They six, they rescued and reused ten thousand can carriers during a two-month span. So uh, this was a collaboration involving logistical support from the Vermont Brewers Association, craft distributor Vermont Beer Shepherd, along with fiscal sponsorship uh, in terms of money from Lawson's Finest Liquids, and solar energy provider SunCommon. So they've taken an active role in trying to reuse these can carriers. To save money, save waste in the environment, which is really, really cool. So, if you want to learn more about the expanded statewide effort in Vermont, Ben at ReusableSolutions.co is the email address to get to. But I would love to see more places and more businesses do this, where they recycle the can carriers, and maybe they give you maybe they give you a buck off a pint or something, or fifty cents off a pint, or you know whatever the case may be. You bring in you know a, a minimum amount and we give you 50 cents off a pint. I think it would be a great thing if um, if they did those things um, because, again, it's all about the environment. You don't want to get these things out there in the environment and get them, um, you know, just, listen, we've got too much waste, right? So it would be a really cool thing if other people did this. Now, finally in this segment, we're going to take a couple of minutes on this one because I think this is hysterical. Um, and one of these things where I think sometimes with the cease and desist thing, it's kind of, all right, guys, you you overblown it just a little bit. So our good friends at Torch and Crown Brewing posted this on their Instagram page, uh, and they have it on their Facebook page, and they put it, post it on their website. So apparently, <laughs> Torch and Crown was served a cease and desist letter on December 28th of last year uh, by Spirits Conglomerate uh, Sazeric Brands, LLC. Uh, they have made uh, liqueurs and spirits such as 99 Bananas, Dr. McGillicuddy's, and Goldschlager, Right. Um, and Torch and Crown uh, got this served to them in an old-fashioned FedEx envelope uh, to their law offices of Fish and Richardson, right? So co-founder and CEO John Dantzler um, was asked for his initial comment, and he said, Listen, we hadn't seen anyone see, send a document sealed inside of a FedEx envelope since email had been invented in the mid-1990s. It was a moment of happy nostalgia for the older members of our team. Um, Sazerac Brands, LLC, operates a multi-billion dollar international business. Across hundreds of famous and high-quality brands, like I said, uh, you know, 99 Bananas, etc., right? So they asserted that Torch and Crown Brewing's uh, coffee porter named Grind was confusing its customers in New York and infringing on their pedigree, heritage, and sales of their Arabica-infused and artificially sweetened coffee liqueur Grind. Now, if you look at the photos, it's a can of beer to a bottle of liqueur, which, by the way, is sold in a liquor store. Liquor stores in New York run differently than ones in New Jersey, right? In New Jersey, liquor stores have beer. In New York, liquor stores don't have beer. They don't. So, how are you mistaking grind liqueur for a can of beer? So, uh, John Danzler went out and said he was asked for another comment about this. So, this is his comment. I had to figure this one out myself. After searching long and far through the entire city of New York, I finally found a single dusty fifty milliliter airplane uh, airplane nip style bottle of Sazerac's grind in the back of a liquor store in Woodside, Queens. I am but one consumer. I wasn't remotely confused during my shopping experience at the liquor store, which is not legally allowed to carry beer due to New York State law. And through my checkout, I was fully aware that the cheap plastic single serving shot bottle designed to blast my senses with booze and caffeine was not, in fact, a Torch and Crown beer. Now this is ridiculous. Uh, Chris McKellen, uh, um, uh, McLe- excuse me, Chris McLennan, uh, the uh, Torch and Crown's marketing director, said, like Sazerac's entire portfolio of fine liqueurs, our brewery here in New York City is a proud beacon of quality and pioneering spirit. While none of our customers have ever mentioned Sazerick's fine product when consuming our coffee porter, there may be a day when it happens. And on that day, we would be humbled and ashamed had we thrown into doubt the true ownership of a brand of such esteemed value and cultural significance. Now, in the press release, they did say Torch and Crown. They've ceased production of their one-off batch of beer, which was never going to be produced again anyway, and will indeed cease and desist from further production under the grind name. So... What does that tell you? What it tells me is that Torch and Crown is probably going to make that same porter again, but they'll put it under a different name. Now, I think it's absolutely ridiculous that this um, the Spirits Company sent them a cease and desist letter for something that has nothing to do with what they've done. Beer, liqueur. Bottle, can. Cans you can get in a bodega. Bottle you can only get in a liquor store. Makes... Pretty common sense, right? And it's not like Torch and Crown is sold elsewhere. It is sold in New Jersey. But again, nobody is going to mistake a coffee liqueur for a beer. Bottom line. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's the height of hypocrisy. It's, it's moronic. Moronic in many, many ways. Kudos to Torch and Crown for having a little fun and humor with this. Um, I love those guys. i got to get over there. By the way, they're having a, a great um, a beer conversation uh, coming up in May. Torchandcrownbrewing.com for more information to purchase tickets. Limited event. Uh, it's going to be great. I mentioned it a couple weeks ago on the show. If you can make it over there in May, you should absolutely um, make it there uh, because it is absolutely worth your time. The beer is great. The food is great. And the conversation, of course, will be great. When we come back after a short break, we're going to have more news and notes. Uh, we'll also give you some more information about the beer dinner at Paragon Tap and Table coming up on Thursday, June 16th. You don't want to miss that because we're going to have a pair of tickets to give away to that event as well, so you want to be listening. This is the Alga Tulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. It's
0: to be what measure these things by your brains I sank into the church by and by i'll read to you here save your eyes you'll need them your boat is at sea your anchor is out you've been swept away the greatest of teachers won't hesitate
1: Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. You can follow me very easily on Twitter at Al Gatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G A Facebook.com slash AG Craft via email, Albert G at nycradio.com, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Odyssey.com, iHeart, um, you know, Alexa. Just search AG Craft Beer Cast, You'll find the shows there. Hopped Up Network as well. Just head over to the Hopped Up Network. A uh, couple minutes after the show ends on Monday morning and you can download and listen to the podcast at your leisure. I alone from Live's Throwing Copper album 28 years ago this past week. That album uh, debuted and uh, as I mentioned earlier, it was a slow burn for that one, um, but then eventually became a huge smash hit for Live. And uh, I cannot wait for those guys to tour again. They are just absolutely awesome. Now, bunch of things that we have to talk about here. Um I'll do the Paragon dinner at the end of this uh this segment because at some point in the next couple of weeks we are going to have a pair of tickets to give away for that dinner, so you want to listen closely on that one beer bacon barbecue showdown that's coming up may fourteenth just a couple of weeks I mean we're talking thirteen days from now. Uh, you could be at Menon Arena Field in Morristown, New Jersey. 30 New Jersey breweries, each bringing three styles of beer, one of the styles a rare or specially created for the event. Senor Sangria Broad Street Seltzer is joining the party this year. Plenty of barbecue and bacon creations for purchase. There's going to be music there as well. It is just an awesome time. There's a VIP hour from noon to one that Chef Chris Massey puts together a banging uh, meal for you to kind of sample. Uh, that's all included in your ticket price if you do the VIP session uh VIP is noon to 1, general admission is 1 to 5. Tickets info njbeerbbqfest.com and if you use the code spring before midnight tonight on either ticket, you will save 15 bucks. It is a benefit for the Chester First Aid Squad. You do not want to miss this and I'm one of the judges at the event. We have a great time every year if the weather comp- you know um cooperates with us because sometimes middle of May is very tricky. Uh, end of April here we've had some cold weather hopefully it's uh it's moderate if it's warm even better uh but uh it's a great time people come out with blankets they sit around and listen to great music we're judging all this stuff um and then we give awards out uh to people best use of uh, bacon in a sandwich uh best use of uh uh you know you know unique beer best beer uh, there's a, a a people's choice award it's a lot of fun trust me we have a great time every year and i love doing this event for Allison it is just awesome um, and can't wait to see you. I mean, if you're out there and you see me, say hello. I'm telling you, it is a wonderful event. Again, if you want to get tickets tonight, use the code SPRING before midnight. You save yourself 15 bucks. The website is njbeerbbqfest.com. Um, what else do I want to talk about? Listen, Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival, we gave away a pair of tickets to the Saturday, June 4th show, um, we still have uh, had a pair of uh, Sunday, uh, June 5th session. If you go back to last week's podcast, got to go download the podcast and listen to it. There's a trivia question there. Um, as of this taping right now, which I'm taping on a Thursday, uh, on my birthday, Thursday, the 28th of April, um, nobody has won that other session on Sunday. So if you go back to last week's podcast, you get it in there, uh, and you're giving me the answer, uh, you can win a pair of tickets to that session on uh, June 5th the session is from 2 to 6 p.m. it's at baderfield acbeerfest.com is where you can go to purchase tickets uh stone brewing we mentioned this a couple of months ago but stone rune 10 triple ipa is out now a fan favorite it was the number one voted choice in stone's 2022 fan favorites series of six special releases it's been rebrewed it's now available nationwide for a limited time it is a great beer it is a banging 10.8% it was uh, done for their 10th anniversary But it is a delicious beer, and they've put in uh, more hops, all kinds of great stuff. Um, A pleasant maltiness balances the hops out. It is the third release in Stone's 2022 Fan Favorites. There are three more to go. It is a limited release. Again, uh, profiling their 25-year history. It's available nationwide in 12-ounce six-pack cans, 22-ounce bottles, or on draft. Uh, Bursting with flavor yet low on calories, a pineapple wheat ale from Duclaw. It's called Low Key. It is out now, 95 calories. 3.6% 3.6% ABV. It could be your new go-to beer, and it is now available year-round. Kudos to the folks at Duclaw for that. I'd have to try that. And then finally, Anheuser-Busch, they're going to use their Newark factory to produce a Ukrainian-inspired beer. Uh, Chernegevsky uh, is described as a crisp European-style lager. It's brewed in Newark uh, at the Anheuser-Busch plant, and then it's going to be out on tap in New York, L.A., Chicago, Houston, and Phoenix next month, uh, or actually this month, excuse me. Proceeds from the sale of the beer will support the CARE Ukraine Crisis Fund and other humanitarian relief organizations. Chernogevsky has been brewed in the Ukraine since the late 80s. Kudos to Budweiser for doing that. Um, I know a bunch of local breweries have brewed uh, different variations of different Ukrainian beers. And all of the the proceeds for those beers are going to help uh, out the people in Ukraine, which is a uh, well-worth, worthy cause. Uh, Finally, Let's dive into the Paragon beer dinner. I talk about Paragon all the time. Portions of the program brought to you by Paragon Tap and Table, uh, seventy-seven Central Avenue, Clark, New Jersey, right off the Garden State Parkway. You can usually find me there once a week. They're open every day but Monday. Uh, I always have a great time there. Had my birthday celebration uh, on Friday over there. Ernie uh, Funk and the crew. You guys do uh, Keith. You guys do a, a really a Dom kick butt job. Love being there. It's a great place to eat. There's always fantastic food. Plus, it's getting warmer. So they have the patio open. You can sit out on the patio. There's usually great music on the weekends, on Friday and Saturday nights. It's awesome. ParagonNJ.com for more information. Make a reservation. Uh, Check out the menu. Their spring menu is out. It's a lot of fun. Now, Thursday, June 16th, 7 p.m., beer and food pairing dinner. Cooked by Chef Juan, who does an amazing job. The beer is going to be brought to you by Twin Elephant Brewing. I love it. I'm so excited That Twin Elephant is doing the dinner. We're going to have four courses. I believe um, we haven't set the price point yet. I'm pretty sure it's going to be $75 a person. You can get more information. Call Paragon, 732-931-1776. You can reserve a spot. They'll probably ask for your credit card information to hold the spot. Again, we're limiting this to 20 seats. So it's 20 seats. You come, have a great dinner. It's a couple of hours. We'll talk to you about the beer, we'll talk to you about the food pairings and how we came up with the idea of pairing up this beer with that food. You can chat with me, you can chat with the brewer. Uh it's going to be great. I'm I'm pretty sure most of the people from Twin Elephant are going to be there, but at, at least one person from Twin Elephant will be there so you can chat with them as well. It's going to be awesome. 732-931-1776. Give them a call. You can reserve a spot. Um, and you get to hang out with me and a, and a whole bunch of like-minded beer and food people. It's gonna, I'm telling you, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and if we have some success with this, which I'm sure we're going to, um, I think down the road we're going to do something else where it may appeal to more people. I think the, the thought that we're thinking of right now is kind of a beer and wine pairing dinner so that if people don't like beer and they want to pair up wine, they can do that and give you a couple of different options. So it's a lot of fun. Look, before the pandemic, there were places that did beer dinners, and a lot of them were very successful, especially when you get a popular brewery uh, that wants to do it. But I, I enjoy these things. It's great. It's a it's a nice leisurely affair where you get to enjoy a bunch of different courses of of food. Everything is included in the ticket price except for your tax and gratuity, which is awesome. And let me tell you something: seventy five bucks for four courses. Your beer and and food is included. It's pretty good. Where else are you going to go? You're going to get a delicious dinner. You're going to get four courses of dinner and four different beers that will be paired up with the food for seventy five bucks. Please name me the place. You can't because there's no way. So it's I'm telling you, it's going to be great. And that four courses, that fourth course, dessert. That's even come on. So you're getting a couple of courses of food plus dessert and beer, seventy five bucks. I think that's where we're going to set the price at. Come on, give Paragon a call, 732-931-1776. Yeah, I know, it sounds like it's an advertisement for them. It is, okay? Full disclosure, I want you to join me Thursday, June 16th, 7 p.m., Beer and Food Pairing. The brewery is Twin Elephant Brewing. If you haven't been to them in Chatham, New Jersey, make it a point to get there because they are awesome. They do a great job with their beers, uh, and it's a it's a small place, but they pump out some delicious beers. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Paragon is the furthest that they've come down the parkway to have their beers. They usually stay in that Chatham Summit area, but this is the furthest they've come to Clark, New Jersey. So it's great. It's, it's going to be a fun night, and I encourage you. Uh, to stop by. Again, give them a call, 732-931-1776, reserve a spot, paragonnj.com is the website. They're located 77 Central Avenue, Clark, New Jersey, minutes from the Garden State Parkway, exit 135. Hopefully you can join me there on Thursday, June 16th at 7 p.m. Now, when we come back after a short break, suds and duds, baby. This is the algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. <laughs> Final segment of the Alcatulo Craft Beer cast on AM970 the answer. Here we go. Oh, lonely is the word yeah, yeah. Lonely is the Word, the final track on the uh, debut album of Black Sabbath with Ronnie James Deal, which came out. Forty-two years ago uh, this past week on uh, April the 25th, this is the, the ballad of the album, Lonely is the Word. It's a great song, a kind of a little bit of a departure from what Black Sabbath had done uh, before with Ozzy on that one especially. Um, but what an epic album. It's one, you know, I as I said in the beginning of the program, it's one that I listen uh, to repeatedly over and over again. It's a great, it's actually a really good album when I'm walking because it's got some power at the beginning there's you know there's power throughout the album. There's some spots where it kind of you know dips down. And I don't want to say because it's not ballad worthy, but they're not. It's not a power uh, song in some of those some of the songs on the album, one or two of them. But anyway, it's mixed in enough where it provides a good beat for me when I'm walking. I know we got to get to suds and duds, uh, which is as always the final segment of the program. Um, and I could tell you a million ways to follow me, but you already know how to do that. Um, and you know, hopped up network and all that other good stuff. Honestly, it's just something I want to dive into a little bit. When you're walking, when I exercise, I need music that's going to keep me going, that has a good beat, rhythm. Sometimes I'll listen to slower stuff, yacht-rocky type of stuff. Um, but most of the time when I'm, when I'm exercising, I need hard-driving stuff. I need stuff that's going to keep me moving. If, if there's too much in my playlist that kind of gets slow, I, I'm, I'm done with exercising. My brain kind of shuts off. So, you know, I have a whole list of exercise songs that I have on my my YouTube app that I kind of, you know, go to repeatedly uh, where I used to have one for mowing the lawn because it would keep me going. And then I I started fooling around with an exercise one uh, playlist. And I find that the harder the songs, the the more intense that I want to work out. That's just how it goes. Anyway, let's dive into Suds and Duds. Uh, A couple of beers... Uh, that my friend Kim had gotten me from um, uh, District Ninety Six, a couple of other places. I was finally diving into the last of them. This one from District Ninety Six, Venom. Uh, we both kind of agreed, Kim and I, uh, from Wet Ticket, that uh, it's not my favorite sour. At least in my opinion, I think the mango and the peaches work in it, but it has a bite to it, which obviously Venom. I get it, but it it almost seems off-putting. Like there is a real strong sourness to this i don't want to say tart because it's tart sour different there's a there's a sourness to this that for me seems off-putting and i i don't know why and it was i think it was one of the first beers that i drank that night so it wasn't as if my palate was completely screwed up i don't know it, would i go back to it again probably for another taste yes uh, because i love a, i love pretty much everything that district 96 does it was just it was off Kim and i both agreed that it was kind of off in a way that we weren't expecting. And maybe that's what it is. You weren't expecting something. Sometimes a beer, um, when you have it, you're you're expecting one thing and something else just totally screws up your palate and your brain. I, I think that's just what it was with that one. I don't know. Um, had a Hefeweizen from Wet Ticket Brewing. Tim does an amazing job with his Hefeweizen. I've talked about it for years now on this program. He made an American-style version of a Hefeweizen. I, I mean... Again, he's not using. Uh, I don't believe he's using the uh, the uh, four uh for basic ingredients for making a German beer. It's his take on a half of Eisen, but I have to tell you, um, it's fantastic. It's always delicious. I look forward to it when it comes out. Uh, it's an inexpensive beer too. I think he, I think he charges either eleven or twelve dollars for a four pack of it. It's fantastic if it's on tap when you go to a Wet Ticket. Do yourself a favor, have one. It's worth. Trust me, it is worth it. It is absolutely worth it. It's such a great beer. That is Kolsch spot on. And the Kolsch he keeps year-round, the Hefeweizen, he only has during the summer months, uh, spring-summer months. But it's a great beer nonetheless. If you see it, pick it up. You will not be disappointed. Um, Ultra Fluid by Source. Now, this was a collaboration that Source did with Interboro. I remember when they posted uh, the stuff about doing it about a month and a half ago. And they were doing this collab with Interboro, and I think they did it in both spots. I think they did it in Jersey, and I think they did it at Interboro in Brooklyn. Um, What a delicious collaboration. Juicy, fantastic, great beer. This was one of those ones I was hesitating buying because I'm trying to get away from IPAs for a little bit because everybody's doing an IPA, and so many more people are doing traditional styles of beers that I want to try those because I want to see how they hit the mark on those. Um, But I have to tell you. This is a great collab. I know they were doing something down in uh, Fishtown where they had—I uh, the, think it was uh, this past Friday or Saturday night—where uh, they had um, the brewery was Innerborough was there. They were pouring both versions of the beer uh, on their taps because you can do that in Phil- in, in Pennsylvania. Um, so a, a, a remarkable beer. Which reminds me, I got to get back down to Source in Fishtown. It's so good. If you re- if you like Source and you like good food, hit Source in Fishtown. You'll, you will not be disappointed. The food is spot on. The beers are excellent. They do other drinks there as well because they're a uh, a brew pub, quote unquote. Definitely check it out. You will not be disappointed. Alternate Ending came out with a bunch of different beers that I am glad that I went and ordered a few of them and picked them up. It's been, it had been a while since I had gotten some Alternate Ending beers and cans. Uh, the Dunkel Fester, this is a solid Dunkel. Uh, obviously, it's got a picture of Fester, you know, from Adam's family. Um <laughs> on the on the label, which was kind of cool. This is a collab between them and Brick City. Uh, solid Dunkel, Easy drinking, roasty. Uh, I enjoyed this one a whole heck of a lot. Um, it was good, and I'm glad I purchased it. Uh, then I went to Paragon Tap and Table for dinner. Of course, we're having our beer dinner there Thursday, June uh, 16th with uh, Twin Elephant Brewing. Cannot wait. It's going to be a blast. Actually, I have to get over to Twin Elephant, uh, chat with the folks over there at Twin, um, and, and sample some of their beers because they make great beer. But anyway... Um, Had a double planet full by Hudson Valley Brewing. This is an outstanding hazy. I mean, what a juicy, juicy, hazy beer. I love what Keith has done at Paragon. They are really getting in some uh, different beers uh, that really reflect what people are drinking in the place. A lot of Jersey, but a lot of good local from uh, in and around New York and the surrounding areas, which is really cool. So always good for that. Uh, Well of Souls. I love it. The take on uh, the Indiana Jones uh, scene. In uh, in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, when they go to the Well of Souls to get the uh, the Ark of the Covenant. Or actually, no. The Well of Souls is where they find out um, where they locate. No, that's the map room. Well of Souls is where the, the, the Ark is. Come on, i got to remember my movies here. Anyway, uh, nicely done. Uh, great double rye IPA. This was a collab with District 96. A little hint of sweetness on this one. Uh, in a good way. Uh, enjoyed this. I'm not a big fan of rye IPAs, but I have to tell you this one uh really hit the mark and I enjoyed it a lot. Uh Brownhouse uh, by Source, this is a fantastic kolsch. Um I love what Source does when they do these classic styles of beer because every single one of them they knock out of the park. The Italian Pilsner, the Kolsch, um I don't think they've done a Hefeweizen. You know, I don't think Source has done a Hefeweizen. I actually have to check that out to see if they've done a Hefeweizen. I don't believe that they have so phil if you 're listening, a half is the next way to go. I think I think no, maybe they did do a half of Ison i 'm pretty sure they 've done a half of Ison anyway um, great job with the Kolsch um, you know uh, it is uh, it is a delicious beer um, cannot you know it 's one of those beers that when they put it on um, and they have they do one of these classic styles. I absolutely uh have to have it. Uh, another one from alternate ending. give me some sugar this is the uh, this is the fourth. Uh, iteration of this beer, and they did uh, these vegan-style cookies uh, to go with it. And it's basically a liquid almond joy. And at first when I was drinking it, this is a beer you definitely have to pour in a glass, let it warm up for a little bit, because the, um, the coconut in it, they use toasted coconut, but it's not fresh coconut, which is a good thing because fresh coconut, the can would explode. But the, um, the toasted coconut doesn't come through until the beer warms up a little bit. So you really have to let this thing warm up uh, in order to get it. But the the almonds in it, the chocolate, everything about it kind of mixes together. And once it warms up to about 50 degrees, um, you definitely get all of the elements in it, uh, which is super well worth it. So give me some sugar uh, from alternate ending. Delicious. And the cookies, they did like a chocolate chip cookie and then a cookie, uh, a dark chocolate chip cookie with uh, coconut in it. And it marred perfectly with the beer. I had a little piece of each as I was sampling the beer. Uh, delicious, well done. And then finally from Anchorage Brewing, this is something I bought a couple of weeks ago, The Moon's Daughter, great double uh, double IPA, beautiful creamy head on this, nice bite, not super juicy, hits all the notes, but the head on it was fantastic. That head sat there uh, and didn't go down for a little bit, and that was just outstanding. This beer from Anchorage Brewing in Alaska, uh, just a wonderful, uh, wonderful beer. But folks, we are out of time. My thanks to everyone that's involved in the program. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. I'm back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This has been the Alga Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. Cheers, everybody.